0: Well, Archie and great to be with you uh, this morning. Um, I've been uh, thinking back to a prayer that I remember using at school quite a lot. Mr Davis in uh, year six, um, who every day, I think, in class said this with us. It's a prayer of Ignatius Loyola. Uh, Teach us, good Lord, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, the labour and not to ask for any reward except that of knowing that we do your will. And the more I've reflected on that prayer, I thought how desperately unhelpful it is, particularly at a time like this, when I think most of us are feeling pretty pretty exhausted.
1: Uh, absolutely, I, uh, I agree with you. And when we were talking about that prayer uh, yesterday, I went to the bookshelf because It reminded me of something I had read recently Uh, in the book Tragedy and Christian Congregations. uh, Christopher Southgate reflects on that prayer. And he talks about a conversation he had with Sarah Horseman from the Sheldon Centre, which, of course, does fantastic work with clergy and ministers and, and lay leaders who may be struggling with stress. And he talks about their whole conversation really um, alluding to the fact that ministers need to be deeply conscious of their wounds and hurts and to seek proper rest, which sort of flies in the face of the words of that prayer, I think.
0: And I think that's for for all of us, uh, whether we're in licensed ministry or not, I think with everything that we've lived through uh, in these last few months, with the level of uncertainty that we've had and that we continue to have, actually that sense of being able to to rest and to rest in in God uh, at this time seems to me just vitally important. Uh, for, for our health as we go forward. It's why I think we've been saying over this these summer months, let's not rush too quickly into doing things. Let's just uh, take some space and some time to rest, to rest in God, uh, to rest and, and uh, find restoration uh, uh, in order that uh, we may uh, be ready for all that that will come in uh, these months to come.
1: I think that's right. I've been reflecting on how It feels as if we've been holding our breath through these months, uh, working very hard or or maybe not having so much to do, but still that sense of tension, that sense of having to hold on, particularly through things we just don't know. And now I think rest is about letting go and actually just being still, uh, being peaceful in the presence of God.
0: Yes, I think, I, I mean, and it is absolutely true uh, for, for those who've been uh, working so many hours and, and others for whom work hasn't been there, but, but it is actually everything that we've had to hold uh, emotionally and spiritually within this time uh, has led all of us uh, into, this, into this place pretty much. Uh, for me, one of the uh, things that I've, I've noticed, starting slowly, gently to come back, into worshipping in church, is that I've, I've enjoyed the simplicity, I've been refreshed by the simplicity of our worship. Um, it, I, I look forward enormously to today when, when we can sing and when we can enjoy the wonder of, 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 uh, of maybe slightly more exuberant worship. But just for this moment in time, uh, that simplicity, that quiet of a, a, a said Eucharist with silence, um, seems to me to be an extraordinary generous gift to us of that space, particularly to rest in God and, and to be, be fed by God through the scriptures and particularly through the sacrament uh, in order to be renewed and, and sent out into this changed world in which we're living.
1: I think that's right. And I think it was a gift that began during lockdown. However, we approach worship in our worshipping communities, whether it was live streamed or recorded or, or through paper offerings, perhaps. I think there was something about simplicity, going back to the heart of worship, what really counts, what really matters, and the relationship with God. And I think we're seeing that lived out in our worship now as we gradually come back into buildings. And I was reflecting the other day presiding at the Eucharist how moved I was to see that simplicity even of movement of people coming very gently towards the altar very conscious of one another even the the little diversion to the hand sanitizer all of that uh, something deeply moving and the response from people at being able to receive the host again after all this time no i it's
0: it's something that uh has i know been very significant important to me and to others Uh, and that bit about actually how we move in in church and having to move carefully, as you rightly say, actually it makes us more aware of the other, doesn't it? We have to look out for the other person as we move around the place. I have to say I didn't notice it quite so much on Saturday in Marks and Spencer's in Gloucester, we seem to be slightly less aware there, uh, but in church I have noticed that sense of actually what it means to be the body of Christ and therefore to take care of the other. I think that's one of the things that uh, uh, physical distancing, that, the use of that word physical, not social distancing, we're socially Connected, but physically uh, we keep our distance and that requires us to pay attention to what it is to be a uh, part of the, the body. And again,
1: um, I, I think that gift began in lockdown as well. I, I think there was something about the fact that although we were separated, we had to and wanted to pay attention to one another's needs. That sort of paradox of not being able to reach out, but yet being very conscious of, of how we, we all were in that.
0: Now, I I want to take you back to prayer because you were sharing a lovely illustration with me uh, about prayer and sunshine. And I I love sunshine greatly. It's been a disappointing few cloudy days. But um, tell us about prayer and sunshine.
1: It reminded me when we were talking about rest that Rowan Williams has a lovely analogy for prayer being like sunbathing. If you're sunbathing, there is nothing you can do except lie in the sun and let the sun do its work. And he uses that an- analogy for prayer. We we sometimes feel we have to struggle and strive with prayer, but essentially, he says it is like lying in the sun, letting God do God's work in us.
0: I, I think sometimes, like like so many things in church, we make we make prayer more complicated than it than it needs uh, than it needs to be. Um, there was a lovely story told to me once of. Um, Uh, of a young man who was trying lots of different techniques for prayer, which were all all really good, and and talking to a a very aged and wise monk. And uh, eventually he turned to the monk, having explained all the methods of prayer he was using, and turned to the monk and said, oh, and Father, what do you do? And the monk kind of paused for a moment and said, well, he said, I get on my knees and I hope for the best. Uh, And I think that sense, actually, it is just simply that sense of being in the presence of God and stopping and listening and using some of those disciplines of the church, just uh, some some prayers that we uh, that we know well to nourish and uh, sustain us. Um, I, I wonder if we might finish. I started with a collect that I I, um, that I find quite difficult, um, whether we might finish with um, one of the prayers from Common Worship, which which I really like and seems to me really appropriate for this season, this season in which uh, we're gradually coming out of lockdown, our churches are gradually open, but in which we are taking it gently, in which we are called to rest in God, to be restored, to be uh, refreshed. Um, And uh, it's this very simple uh, prayer that you may well be familiar with. God of our pilgrimage, You have led us to the living water. Refresh and sustain us as we go forward on our journey. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.